Are you ready? Because it's time to go lead everything. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Go Lead Everything podcast. Phil here, and I have a very special guest today. This guy's a great friend of mine. I actually got introduced to him through one of my wife's best friends. We've become golf buddies and done quite a bit of golfing together and uh, are way overdue for a round of golf, by the way. So we got Yes, we are. But uh, talking with him the other day, realized the tremendous value he's got to share. He's got so much insight about being in business as an entrepreneur, um, being in business with your family. He owns multiple businesses and, you know, he's my good friend. And so want him to share with you today, Sergio Fernandez, what is up, man? Oh, you know, just another day in paradise, Phil. You know, trying to get out there and get it. Living the dream, man. I know, I know. Yes, so sir. starting out, let's introduce yourself and share a little bit about you and your entrepreneurial journey. You know, talk a little bit about going from U of H to be an entrepreneur and, and growing up, you know, did you have entrepreneurial tendencies looking back? Yeah, I think, uh, just growing up, I mean, today I kind of just sat down and looked and thought about, man, what have I done? How did I get here? You know, coming onto the podcast made me think of that. Don't really think about that until, you know, you come on a podcast, but, um, uh, I think I've always had entrepreneurial you know, like instincts and things. I just never knew that's what it was. Uh, you know, never thought I was an entrepreneur. I just thought, you know, I was doing my best to get by. And then eventually you figure out, well, you're risking your money and you're starting things. So I guess you're an entrepreneur. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I ever realized like one day, hey, I'm an entrepreneur. It's just it's how it ended up. And I don't even like to call myself an entrepreneur. I just feel like it's overused these days. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I like the uh, owner operator. I like that because you know I own the business, but I run it day to day. So that's all I like to go by. Yeah. So I mean, you went through high school, university. At some point, you dropped out of university, right? Yes. Uh, so I was talking about my wife about it the other day. I was trying to remember. But yes, I graduated high school in 07. Uh, went straight to U of H with my wife. Uh, we were high school sweethearts. We went to U of H together. Had every single class together, which was uh, a <laughs> You had your priorities in order, man. You know, it was a blessing <laughs> and a curse because, you know, college, you just kind of sit there and take tests. So, you know, I had all the notes in the reel that my wife took, but, you know, I couldn't pass those tests. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean school is one of those things it wasn't very hard for me what did you study ah i was still in basics when i was oh, there just taking genetics yeah. and stuff yeah but it would have been obviously in the business yeah. school i just never got there sure um but yeah so you know school i didn't have too much interest uh you know i had to pay for books and things like that so i didn't really want debt so i started um just working you know, any job I could find, just working because I was still young. I wanted to go out, have fun, have money in my pocket. Uh, would just work. While everyone went to school, I was working. And, uh, yeah, just somehow figured it out. Here I am. 
That's cool. Did when you were leaving? I mean, the the college path. Obviously, I went to university. Lots of people are. That's kind of been their stereotypical sort mm-hmm. of thing for kids to do. You know, um, some some families, you know, they got that first generation sort of like, hey, you know, that's the first generation to graduate college. You know, that's like a big achievement, right? You know, going. I was supposed your to be degree. first generation. Oh, were you? Okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah, man. So like you know, you've got obviously business owners in the family. So, so I'm sure yes. you learn a lot of, of your tendencies from that, but w- were you like nervous when you, when you stepped back and said, you know what, I'm just going to go work and not do this traditional college thing anymore. Or like what, what was going on through your mind when you made that decision? You know, I think it was just to my advantage. I was just young and dumb, you know, just not really thinking of tomorrow. It's like, uh, what's today hold? What I, what am I going to do today? What about tomorrow? I didn't really think long-term. Um, but as we got later and, you know, my wife became a, you know, a senior and she graduated and I was supposed to graduate and then she went, you know, to get her master's, like I've told you, um, it was kind of weird, you know, just working at a car wash. Cause at that time I was working at a car wash. Uh, of course I always did side things, you know, we were flipping homes and things like that. But, you know, if someone asked me, like I told you, you know, hey, what are you doing? It's like, ah, you know, I'm a manager of a car wash. These guys were graduating college, you know, getting good jobs, you know, starting their corporate life. And I was still there, you know, physical labor out there working 60 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, those times were pretty tough, you know, just insecurity wise. I don't think I was insecure, but it was definitely like, man, this is rough. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, thank goodness, somehow, some way, I just stuck through it. And I guess I had no point at that time or no option once I got that far. Because I remember my dad asking me at one time, would you go back to school? If, you know, I just paid for it. And I was like, no, it's way too late for that. <laughs> that shit, that, you know, that, that's yeah. gone. Like, oh, man. You know, I was probably like 25, 26. I was like, no. <laughs> There's no way. It's, it's gone. So you know, hard to go back, sell. man. Yeah. So hard to go back. So that was that. I mean, yeah, just being young and not really knowing what I wanted to do. I mean, that was probably my biggest advantage. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I I, uh, I think kids may be a little too, and maybe they get this from their parents. I don't know, but maybe a little too. And, and I, I'm an engineer, right? So we, we yep. engineer out the risk in things we do. And I think, you know, I've tried to overcome a little bit some of my risk-averse tendencies, but you know, I think we're a product of our environment and, you know, with, with what you're doing, you know, you took, you took a risk, I guess. Mm-hmm. But in your mind, you're thinking, man, I'm avoiding all this, you know, big debt over here, which all these kids have. So, you know, maybe from that perspective, it wasn't a risk, right? Yeah, definitely. And I think also, um, now that I think about it, I kind of didn't like you know, like having to be chosen. I guess when I say that, like I think of baseball where you relate, you know, baseball sports, you know, in high school, I thought I was great. You know, I was all, you know, like district. I was the city of Houston and steals. I was in the paper. I was like, man, I'm good. Right. Yeah, right. You know, but growing up, you know, like you've said, you know, I, was, I played all sports, football, basketball, baseball. I was, you know, in youth sports, I was always the MVP, always like, you know, real good leader. Uh, but as you get into high school, you're like, all right, I can't play football anymore, really, because I'm not that big, you know, not going to risk getting hurt. Um, so I played basketball and baseball. But then, you know, your junior, senior year, 
well, I was told, you know, focus on one sport so you can be really good at that sport. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I played baseball. And I was good, and, you know, there were some scouts, but, you know, I just never got, like, a scholarship offer. So I was like, man. And I felt like I was really good. I was like, why? What is it? Like, mm-hmm. and I just couldn't figure it out. And I just hated that. I felt like I did everything I could, and it still wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, thinking back, that factors a lot into why I was like, all right, I'm going to do, you know, make money for myself. However that is, you know, like, you know, corporate, it's again, essentially like a team. You've right. just got to work up that ladder and, you know, you can do everything you possibly can in your mind and you know, you're the best at what you do, but it takes someone else to notice that and tell you, Hey, you're awesome. You deserve right. to be the president of this company. And, you know, like office politics, you've got to play mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think that helped for sure. Yeah, I think that mentality, it, I mean, that's like the, the definition in my mind of the entrepreneurial mentality. Yeah. I got a buddy, Tony Watley, he founded this, uh, he's founder of 365 Driven. He has a shirt that says unhirable, you know, and he worked <laughs> for corporate for a lot of years, but you know, it's that same sort of mentality. Like, you know, I'm, I'm tired of like being one decision by one person away from like losing my income stream. Yeah. And, uh, you know, how can we find other sources of income and you you mentioned earlier some of those insecurities, you know, saying like, hey, I'm a car wash owner or I, mm-hmm. I work at a car wash or whatever. Talk a little bit about your self-confidence, your approach to self-confidence and how you battled through some of those moments in your life where maybe you felt insecure looking at your past, which I'm sure you don't feel that way now. Um, man, you know, I think insecurity is one of those things that's always with you. It's like you never really completely shake it off I think it's always there uh you know even now like uh going into plumbing I have no idea I've never plumbed a day in my life so um you know there's insecurities because I don't know exactly you know I'm not a professional plumber so I don't don't have the answers and I think my style is to lead by example so that makes it even harder in plumbing when it's like all right guys you have to show me how to plumb Mm -hmm. um so insecurity I think for me is just a day-to-day uh you've got to fight it like you it's always going to be there. You just have to overcome it some way, somehow. Uh, I think for me, I'm in my head a lot, a lot, a lot. I'm always in my head. Uh, now I've got three kids. So, you know, I'll, I run like four days a week and that's just, <laughs> I don't even listen to music half the time. It's just my mind's just going while I'm running. Um, so yeah, insecurities, I think um, that's just something you have to fight every day. You, you've got to deal with it. You've got to believe in yourself and you know at the end of the day you know that's what being an entrepreneur is about you know you just lay it all out there and you give your best and wherever the cards lay they lay um so that's all i try to do is just always give my best effort uh, i think that's there. such an important point that even you see these business leaders you see any leader in any activity you see these pro athletes you know you see anybody out there everybody is always dealing with their own insecurity and Not a doubt. people are, you know, people have learned to manage it. Um, but really what helps me when it comes to managing that is my motivation and knowing, okay, if my motivation's right and I'm just trying to do the right thing, like, yeah, we're all going to screw up and, and we're going to have failures. We're going to have to learn from those. But, you know, as long as your motivation's right and you're trying to do the right things, then the cars are just going to fall where they may. And, and, for me, that helps me kind of get over and push through when I'm feeling insecure. It's like, you know what? 
I'm questioning myself. I know I'm trying to do the right thing. You know, just keep pushing, trust your gut. If it doesn't work out, we'll have to readjust, you know? Exactly. It's all we can do, really. You got three girls. Talk about the transition from one girl to three girls. (laughs) I think it's very important to mention that there are all two and under as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's important. That's important. (laughs) Yeah. um, Transition from one to three, I mean, dude, I I don't know how you describe that. It's just... You know, becoming a new father with one, it's tough. You think it couldn't get any tougher, and then you have twins. And it's like, there's three of them now. So it's just, uh, yeah, like everything else, every day, one day at a time, just uh, taking care of three little babies. Uh, I mean, it's awesome, but it's definitely tough. Get ready, Phil. Get ready. <laughs> yeah, what <laughs> advice do you have for a new, a new father or uh, soon-to-be oh, man. father? You know, just uh, get ready. That's all I can I don't know. Just get ready for the unexpected. Just mm-hmm. Be ready for anything. Don't be surprised by anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But girls, I mean, I think I'm blessed to have girls because I don't think I'm, I show very much emotion. And with my daughters, me and my wife talked about this. You know, I think that's why God gave us daughters. So I could, you know, let out my emotion and like show love. And yeah, they've definitely brought that out in me, you know, mm-hmm. you know, different side that I didn't know I had, I guess, you know, just being loving, expressing love. So it's been great. It's taught me a lot. Uh, it's been awesome. Have and you taken, have you taken those lessons into being a business owner at all? Or um, a leader? You know, I don't, I can't think of anything specifically I have, um, but I'm sure I have, you know, just showing compassion trying to understand people, you know, know that other employees have families at home that they're dealing with and other circumstances that we don't see at work, you know, uh, you know, especially our daughters being in the NICU, going through that, you know, them staying at the NICU for a month. That was an experience. Uh, so, yeah, you know, it just made me take a step back and realize, you know, having a family that there are other, are other priorities besides work. So, you know, when I'm talking to my guys, you know, I don't necessarily know everything that's going on through the head. You know, they might have kids at home. Mm. The kid might be sick, you know, so things like that. I think it's made me a lot more calm, you know, um, sit back a lot more and just kind of don't sweat the small things as much. So yeah, it's given me a lot of, uh, I guess, what do you call that? Patience. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just small things like that. That's good, man. That perspective is great. I especially see now and during like COVID, and mm-hmm. you know there's so much going on changing you know stress in people's lives you know people have varying opinions on how to react or respond or behave in public now you know there's so many opportunities to kind of let your stress climb and and be critical of some other person doing something and uh you know i think that having that patience having that perspective that you you know you have no idea what's going on in somebody else's life. And, you know, they could have all sorts of problems and most people, you know, I try to think that, you know, probably my problems aren't as big as like many people's problems. So I need to like check myself when I'm stressing out, you know? Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. Or, or I'll just think about Sergio and his three daughters and I'm like, ah, you know, I got it easy, man. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Um, So talk a little bit, Sergio, about your time working at the car wash, 
to becoming part owner at the car wash to starting your own plumbing business? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think it's pretty important to know how I started in the car wash and like the dynamic with my dad, because that's what makes it different and what worked for me, I guess. So yeah, just going back, uh, my mom and dad got divorced when I was five. You know, obviously it was me, my sister, my mom, and my dad had, you know, I have two stepsisters and a stepmom. And then growing up, I think I was just, you know, young. I felt like I was the leader of my household. I had to protect my mom and my sister no matter what. And I really just, uh, just stopped talking to my dad for some reason, like had resentment. You know, I don't remember him to go into any of my games as a kid. Like he was never there. And, you know, now growing up, I don't think it was just him. I think it could have been his and my mom's relationship or whatever it was. Sure. But, you know, we didn't have a good relationship. Right. Uh, we started, I think he started making an effort again when I was a senior in high school. Because I remember him going to like one or two of my senior baseball games. I was like, man, my dad's here. It's kind of weird. You know, I was kind of nervous. I was like, oh, this guy's here. I got to play good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he came, you know, around that time. And, you know, they had me when they were 18. So he was growing up. My mom was growing up. They were kids. They didn't know what they were doing. Um, same thing with him. You know, my dad was an airplane mechanic, uh, just working a regular job. And I've asked him the story. I said, so how'd you get into car wash? He said, well, one day I got hurt at work. I hurt my back. I couldn't work. I was going to get an oil change and there was nowhere around us. So I started looking and in those days it was a paper. It was like, he's not old. He's only like what, 50. He turned 50 like two weeks ago. So, you know, this was, had it been in early, I believe he opened in 2001. So this was like 2000, 2001. But yeah, he said he looked in the paper and found, uh, you know, if you're in the Houston area, you know, quick car lubes. Mm -hmm. um, so basically he bought one of those with the car wash and he started that, which, you know, not to get into that, but that's how he got in the business. And I was just, you know, trying to relieve that message that he was young building a life for himself. So, you know, yeah. it's kind of hard to come, you know, try to make a relationship with me when he was trying to, you know, build a life for himself. So that was that, but you know, I graduated high school. I went to college, dropped out after a year. Um, after that, I worked a bunch of jobs. I did a bunch of things. Anything I could do, I tried. Cause I was, I don't know. I didn't make money. Any physical labor job that paid the most, I was going to do it. That's what I did. <laughs> there you go. And then, you know, uh, I got into some trouble when I was, I think I want to say like 23. And, you know, so I really had to sit down with my dad. He had established, you know, his business, you know, his business had been open for like 10 years now at this point, he was pretty you know, established. He had two locations at this point. He was like, you know, I think you should really come work for me. Uh, you know, you'll have structure, you know, I'll teach you some things and yeah. And, you know, me having that resentment and stuff, I really didn't want to do it. I was like, uh, I don't want your help now. Like, right? like, I got where I'm at in my life by myself. But I was like, where have I got? I haven't done anything, right? All I, I just have a strong work ethic. That's it. So that was that. And I said, all right. I just bit the bullet. I said, yeah, you're right. You know, I need to make a change. So I went and worked for him. Um, and at this point, my dad wasn't the guy running the store anymore. He's 10 years in. He had guys you know, running the stores day to day, I reported to them. So it, I didn't really learn anything 
leadership wise and day to day from him, it was from the guys we had at the car wash. Um, but yeah, so I joined at about 23. I started uh, just right away running. Well, not running. I was the assistant manager at the car wash, um, working with another manager, and we just went. Yeah, that's how I got in the car wash business. That's crazy, man. Yeah. uh, So it's weird how I got there, but that's where I ended up. And so I think things just happen the way they're supposed to. And you don't know why or how. But, you know, I never thought I'd be 23 starting working at a car wash. And most people are graduating college. You know, like, just started at a car wash right <laughs> so i don't say oh it's my dad's car wash it's like it's even worse right you're no, it's cool, dad, right? yeah i know right you're like daddy's boy and <laughs> exactly. that was always the worst back in sports days when you your coach like i don't know if your dad ever coached you but you no. know, you'd have those players whose dad was the coach i don't know if you ran into that but exactly. uh, yeah that would that would always be the worst because they're like harder on you you know exactly and that's one of those things that again you know about the insecurity like that was in the back of my mind you know Mm -hmm. people were graduating becoming engineers you know starting good jobs and I was working for my dad at a car wash you know working 60 hours a week not making much and it was like that's what I do my wife was off getting her master's degree (laughs) right it's character building man I know it's been cool to see like I've heard Elon Musk say things about the way Tesla hires and how they're not looking for some degree they're looking for people that have you know real skills and and they're not going to let like degrees and things like that hold it up and then I saw Trump just sign an executive order that uh, they're no longer going to hire for government positions based on um, I don't know what exactly they changed, but based on they're, they're looking at your skills and not, and your experience and not your necessarily your degree or what school you went to, which I guess is a, a change in policy for, for Washington, which is kind of crazy, but it seems like there's sort of this change towards, you know, maybe you don't need a, a fancy degree anymore. Maybe you go in and getting skills and, and, uh, you know, some of the more like, uh, mentorship, internship on the job sort of training is going to be something that, uh, you know, becomes more popular over the coming years. Without a doubt. Yeah. Things are definitely changing. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, I, college is definitely changing. It's definitely not a requirement as much so as it was in the past. Sure. Who are you, who are some of your business, uh, biggest business mentors? Do you have people you follow? I mean, obviously your dad probably is one. Yeah. So I don't have many, you know, I think, uh, when I graduated high school, my dad gave me the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. You know, a lot of people have read that. Robert Kiyosaki or however you say his name. Yeah, Kiyosaki. So he's one. Kiyosaki. He's one. Uh, Gary Vee. We talk about Gary Vee a lot. There you go. Tony Robbins. You know, things like that. I like to watch a lot of, you know, documentaries on any business leader, you know. Sure. I, you know, I think I learned a lot from anything I can. Uh, have any specific like oh yeah they're my mentor just anywhere i can get some good advice from where i know they've done or built something you know i'll watch a documentary or read a book you know anywhere i can get knowledge i'll go and try to grab it but i don't think i have one in particular per se Mm -hmm. um i will say you know for business advice i do tend to talk to my dad a lot uh, because he's got that business experience so that helps a lot yeah for sure definitely Yeah, I think mentorship, I, honestly, uh, there's so many different opinions on it. I know Mark Cuban um, is one that's like, nah, that's not for me. 
you know, yeah. he, he's like, I'm going to go learn myself and figure it out and, and be better than you and kick your ass. Like that, that's, <laughs> that's Mark Cuban's attitude. And, and I think that's yeah. just kind of a funny perspective, you know, and it's just like, well, all right, Mark, go get it. And obviously he's been very successful doing that. Right. Without a doubt. So, Without you know, for me, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's the shortcut, you know, like, Hey, if, if maybe I can learn something from this guy and, and maybe skip, you know, skip one of those <laughs> failures, to have to learn it and and learn it from somebody else that did it before me right like maybe i could shortcut that but i don't know without a doubt and i think there's no right or wrong way to go about that you know because you can see it as you know there are some people who just listen to mentors all day you know and yeah. don't ever take action so there's that you could fall into so sure. it's a, you know but like i said i do have people that like oh yeah this guy has made it let me listen to what he has to say or let mm -hmm. me get a different perspective it's always good to have a different perspective i'd say sure so what made you want to start the plumbing business so you're you're part owner of the the car wash and then you decided to start a plumbing business both family businesses so yes. talk a little bit about starting plumbing and challenges working with family all right so uh we started the plumbing business September 2019, actually September 16th, 2019. And I had my twin daughter September 18th, 2019. Mm. So yeah, that, so we just started it recently. Uh, but I had just, you know, we had built the car wash. Um, this year on April made four years we've been open. So we had been open about three years. You know, I was kind of, I had my daughter, so now I have a, a, gr a group of guys who are running the car wash day to day. So I finally was able to step out, let them run the day to day. Um, and I had, you know, a little bit of free time besides watching our daughter and, you know, running the car wash. And I'm one of those people who's like, I get bored pretty easy and I got to find something new that, in that grabs my interest. I like things that grab my interest and if something grabs my interest. Like I just full force, like I'll stay up all night reading, you know, watching videos, doing everything. So it was just that time. I didn't have much going on. You know, it was just repetitive day to day going through the motion. Uh, you know, there's only so much you can do at a car wash, right? It's right. a car wash. Um, and my buddy had been asking me, Hey man, let's start a plumbing company. Let's start a plumbing company. And he's a great sales guy. Uh, one of the best talkers I know. So I was like, uh, I, I was like, no, I'm not ready. I, I can't, I don't know nothing about plumbing. It just doesn't make sense. All right. All right. Uh, then last time, well, then I started talking to my mom. That's how she got into it. Um, she was getting divorced. She was looking for a change. She had worked at BNSF Railroad for a bunch of years. You know, they've got good retirements, good health care. So she was like, I'm ready to leave. I was like, well, I mean, we can open a plumbing company and you know how to do the finances. You can do the books. You can answer the phones and be the dispatch. Uh, I'll you know, watch all the plumbers, put procedures in place, you know, really watch over the guy we have running. Um, his name's Lorenzo. Really watch over him, make sure he's doing what he's supposed to do. You know, I'll set goals, make sure we're getting there. I'll set up the software we're going to use, you know, the email, the website, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'll take care of all the infrastructure and I'll be there day to day to make sure we're hitting our goals and we're doing what we're supposed to do. And she was like, all right i said okay let's do it and then i had some of some money of hers i told you the story and i'm kind of all over the place but i had some money of hers that she had she was getting divorced her and my stepdad's 
second home was getting foreclosed on. They needed to be bought. So I bought it, renovated a little bit, made a profit. And I told my mom, hey, some of this profit I'll give to you. Mm-hmm. And she said, okay. So I sold the house, made some profit. At the time, well, I still am. I'm in Bitcoin. So I do that too. I'm in Bitcoin. I said, hey, let me take this profit. Let me put it into Bitcoin. And in one year, I guarantee you 100% return. She said, 100%. I said, 100%. She said, all right. So we did it. And she said, yeah, let's take that money out and start the plumbing. I said, all right, let's do it. And it worked out. I know Bitcoin's up and down. But at that point in time, I, I had been in Bitcoin for two years at that point. I knew we were at the bottom. It's only going to go up. Yeah, yeah. So I bought it there. And I doubled, sold it. And we started the plumbing. Um, now we're nine months in. Um, we had our best month last month. You know, it's, it's been very hard. Uh, I texted my dad a couple of times and said, hey, I just want to tell you, hey, thank you for everything. You know, now I realize how hard it is to have a business partner and how hard that is because, you know, starting a brand new business from the ground up compared to, hey, dad, you've got a proven business model. I've worked it for a few years. I know the business. Let's just start another one. That's easy, right? Yeah. But starting a brand new in some a field I have no idea about, that was hard. And then mm. dealing with my mom, you know, and then my friend, they tell you don't go in business with your family or friends. And I did it. <laughs> uh, the rules. Yeah, I broke the rules. And shit, it's been hard. Uh, it's been going well, though, huh? I mean, it's the thing. It's like on the outside, yeah, overall, it's gone well. But day yeah. to day, it's like constant friction. We're constantly, I'm having to like, you know, talk to my mom the way you don't want to talk to your mom as a son and it's business and it's of course i don't get like crazy but it's like all right this conversation i don't want to have with my mom but we have to have this conversation right and then the same thing with my buddy uh you know it's like hey we're friends man but you know you're not doing your job then you know there's got to be consequences like we've got to go so that's tricky you know it's tough it has been super hard but i mean it's also been awesome because, you know, even through the pandemic, we're still here and we see other plumbing companies that have been open, closing. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just got too big and they weren't ready for this. Whereas we're lean. Um, we operate out of a home and we have trucks, so we don't have a big warehouse. Mm-hmm. All that overhead that you would need if you were a big company. Sure. And that's what's kept us lean. And through those hard times, we actually gave our employees a 20% raise wow. because they were going into homes during COVID. They were still working. We're essential workers. Like it doesn't stop. Sure. So to, you know, you know, show our appreciation, show we care, you know, it is an added risk during that, you know, like month, we gave our employees a 20% raise, whatever they made normal, we added 20% on top. So, you know, and that's something different. Like I couldn't do that with the car wash guys during COVID. We completely shut the car wash down for a week and we paid them off for the week. But when they came back, it was slow. So some mm-hmm. of the guys, you know, quit. We couldn't pay them a bonus because we had already paid them for a week of not working. So it's just, you know, two different businesses, two different fields. And you just totally different, you know, working in a car wash is like an entry level job where, you know, you're not making much money. It's pretty rigorous labor. Because if you're a plumber, a certified plumber, you know, a journeyman, master plumber, you're making good money. You know, yeah. you can easily be in the six figures. Mm-hmm. So that's totally different for me, you know, dealing with two totally different, you know, salaries and things of that nature. 
but it's been awesome. You know, it's just a learning experience. I'm still just learning and, you know, getting through day by day. That's awesome, man. The, uh, the importance of multiple income streams, you know, Mm -hmm. like thinking about your car wash business and, and how, you know, if you're relying on that business during COVID, you know, it could be a really tough situation, but you know, then you've got this other business that's doing totally differently, you know, so well that you, you have the ability to even give your employees that 20%. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's pretty wild. Um, what, what advice would you have for somebody who's thinking about getting into business? Maybe they don't have a business idea. Maybe they do. Maybe they got some insecurity about some of their business ideas. You know, what, what tips do you have for somebody who's maybe wanting to get into business? Oh man, I think there's a lot of tips out there that are really good. I mean, you know, it should be something, well, it depends if you're young, yeah. Just do anything. If you want to start it, just start it. You if you're man. older, you know, it should be something you're familiar with, uh, maybe in your profession, maybe just a, a one-off, you know, that kind of complements your profession. Um, you should definitely have, you know, savings because it's going to be tough and you've got to be prepared. You know, if you're older, you've got a family, you've got a mortgage. Uh, but, you know, most importantly, just dive in, you know, just go. That's it. Just jump in there, you know, try to be as cautious as possible. And we've talked about it, you know, take, it's a calculated risk, you know, mm-hmm. try to eliminate a uh, special guest, <laughs> try to eliminate, you know, anything that could go wrong. But yeah. uh, at the end of the day, it's do you just got to do it. Just do it. You've casually mentioned a couple times now, like, yeah, you know, I just bought some houses and flipped them and made some money or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know? we've talked a little bit about real estate, but are you doing anything really significant in real estate? Is that a passion of yours? Is that, you know, something yeah, you just do estate, casually? Real estate is definitely a passion. Uh, I, man, I wanted to be a real estate broker for the longest. It just never, you know, worked out for me, but yeah, I love looking at homes. I love looking at values of homes and like knowing, Hey, you know, there's a profit to be made there. Um, but my wife and I, Ashley, you know, we flipped, if I had to think in the past like seven years now, we must've flipped upward of eight homes and four mobile homes. I know the four mobile homes because it was a one package deal. Mm -hmm. So we've, yeah, we flipped, you know, a few, I mean, I wouldn't say we're gurus or anything, but we've definitely, you know, made our fair share of money and, uh, we've learned, uh, and yeah, I love it. Like even now, like I'll just get on like Zillow or HAR mm-hmm. and just look at homes, you know, just, I like looking at homes, looking at values, knowing where the market's at. So it's something I do just as fun. And then, yeah, whenever we have money, uh, yeah, we're always looking to buy something and flip it. Um, because my wife, she loves to decorate. So I'm the <laughs> numbers go, guy. I'll go out there, you know, do the analysis, make sure there's a profit to be made, you know, get the contractors that lined up, all that, do all that she has the vision right i'm yeah. not very creative she has the vision i'm like all right this is what you got to spend <laughs> let's make it work yeah, and she's right. great i mean she's bargain shop she's really good um and yes thank goodness uh we've made a profit on every single one i think this last one we may have tripped up because again i was free i had time to do whatever so i said i'm gonna do all the work on this house and it was the biggest renovation we've come across it was a flooded home from harvey i was like right, i'm gonna demo it I'm going to do everything by myself. Mm-hmm. No stay. Do yeah. not try to do that unless you're a contractor, you know, full time. Yeah. Because yeah, we, 
we didn't make much profit and I spent like six months there every day working. So it was just a waste of time. But we didn't lose, so I was happy about that. I was like, all right, you know, you yeah. live and you learn. So we've taken a break since that one. That's impressive, man. We've what's so what's your model for uh for flipping? You know, there's different like real estate models. You just buy, remodel, sell? Yes. Okay. Um, and I started that way because, you know, I always wanted cash. Like I had to have cash, you know, to do the next thing, to do the next thing. Um, because I was young and, you know, I like to think we're still young. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't prepared or in a situation to sit back and like take slow money. I needed fast money. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that, that's our model. Just uh, buy and flip, buy and flip. But I would like to get into the rentals, but you know, I've talked to you a little bit about it. I'd like to get into mobile home rentals uh, more so than, you know, houses and apartments. That's an interesting, uh, interesting part of the market that you, when you brought that up to me, I had never really heard about yeah. it. And then like a couple of days later, I was listening to bigger pockets podcast and, and they were talking about it, I think. And, and I was like, man, I just never even thought about that. You know, there's like this negative connotation around like trailer parks and mobile homes, yeah. you know, or whatever, but like they're money makers, man. Without a doubt they are. I've got a buddy. That's all he does. And he's doing great. He's got, he's, he's actually a mobile home dealer. Now he sells actual mobile homes. Wow. So, and he's got multiple properties and that's that, you know, sit back money where you're just collecting a check once it's rolling. Up. Yeah. And the great part, like I've told you before about mobile home, that's, you know, you're basically, they're paying you for the dirt. I mean, that's all they're paying for. They own yeah. the mobile home. That's their mobile home. So they're just paying you for the dirt. You know, you don't have to evict them per se. I mean, because it's kind of like a yeah, parking it's, garage, it's, man. Exactly. People are just paying you to park, you know, yeah, they that's, own the all car. It is. that's pretty cool. It's a good, it's a good, uh, a good idea. So if you had to pick one thing that you wish you knew 10 years ago, and you wish you could have learned 10 years ago, what would it be? Is there something in your mind where you're like, man, I wish I would have known this 10 years ago. Man. It's kind of a tough question. I know. Yeah, it is. You know, I don't, I don't know if there's something in particular. Um, I think I would, have. I don't know. I think I would have told myself to trust myself and know, you know, what you're doing is right. And mm-hmm. you know, you're on the right path. It's always good to hear that or to know that the yeah. security that, hey, what you're doing is right. You know, like I said, especially when you're young and you're just out there, you know, there's no direct path, but you know you're working as hard as you possibly can, doing as much as you can, but you're just like, it doesn't line up. How's this going to work out? Yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, just, I wish I would have had more self-confidence. It would have saved me a lot of headaches, things sure. like that. What about, I mean, thinking about technology these days, I'm always, one of the reasons I started this podcast is because I thought, mm-hmm. man, you know, how cool would it be to be able to watch my great, great, great grandpa interview like hundreds of people throughout his life, you know, and talk about what he was doing, talk about, you know, what other people are doing. Like how, how cool to be able to watch that. And now I'm, I'm thinking with this podcast, like who knows who could see this in the future, right? like my kids, my great grandkids, whoever. So thinking with that perspective, like, you know, generations could see what Sergio Fernandez has to say. Is there one thing or some, some piece of advice that you would want to share with those future generations? Um, you know, I think I find myself saying this a lot to people when I talk to and they're just, I don't know. We just start talking about life and stuff. Um, I think 
and it just always comes up for me. And I don't know how I came up with it or what, but it's just, you've got to win your life. Everyone's got their own life, their own problems, their own advantages, disadvantages. So there's no one direct route that's right or wrong. You have got to use what you've been given, what God gave you. Even if it's bad circumstances, you know, you've heard Gary Vee. You've got to use that as an advantage. Mm -hmm. You know what it is to live a hard life. You know, you know what it's like to have no money. Mm -hmm. So, and then, and then again, we don't know. I mean, we've had this conversation, you know, just perspectives and things. So it's just, uh, yeah, just, just, just win your life. If I had to tell my grandkids, you know, no matter how your life is or what's going on, just win your life. You have your own life that you've got to figure out for yourself and you've got to make the best of it. You know, no one has the same route as you. That's absolutely fantastic advice. I think we're way too many times stuck in, you know, what other people are doing and, oh, you know, look at, look over there at so-and-so and especially with social media, you got all these people like flexing online and stuff, yeah, and showing yeah. off their stuff. And I just think you can get caught up in that so easily and, and just doing what's right for you. And, you know, with all this talk about like privilege and stuff like that going on, everybody's got their own privilege, right? Yeah. Like, you know, I feel very Without privileged to grow up with the parents I had and the communities I did and the church that I did. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel super privileged to work for the company I work for, have the friends I have, you know, and everybody's got their, their privileges. Right. And, uh, Without a doubt. man, uh, that's great. That's great advice. I'm taking that out. Win your life. That's yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. You've got to win your life. Yeah. And I don't know how I came up with that. It's just, yeah. I don't know. For some reason I just noticed I kept saying that. I was like, it makes a lot of sense. You should start the win your life podcast. <laughs> there you go, man. Well, so Sergio, tell everybody where they can find you, what you're doing these days. Yeah. What yeah. What would you leave okay. people with? Um, I mean, I'm not big on social media, so I don't put out much, but you can find us, you know, plumbing needs, accurateplumbingtx.com. Social, um, social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter would be accurateplumbingtx.com. And then um, same thing for the car wash website, Ocean Car Wash TX, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Ocean Car Wash TX. Find us there. Um, I think I share my most thoughts. I guess I just retweet a lot would be Twitter. Um, Oh man, now that I say that, I don't even know my name. Actually, this is kind of embarrassing. I think it's BizWiz. <laughs> That's good. I, I made it like a long time ago. And for some reason, <laughs> here like in the last year and a half, I was like, man, I want to get back on Twitter. And I absolutely go. love Twitter. It's yeah. like, you know, you follow all the events you want to follow, you get good advice, you follow mentors. Mm -hmm. So I absolutely love Twitter. Uh, so. I mean, I don't post a lot. I retweet a lot. So, you know, anything I read, I think it's good. I'll retweet it. But yeah, I think, uh, I think my username is BizWiz. <laughs> That's awesome, man. So everybody go follow Sergio. Sergio, man, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. I'm looking forward yes, to golfing sir. again and hitting the links again soon. Welcome yes, sir, Phil. I appreciate it, man. Uh, thanks for having me on. I've listened to all your podcasts so far, and it's awesome. I like it. I like what you're doing, making it happen. Appreciate it, brother. It's an honor. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Phil. Thank Take you. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed today's show, give it a five-star rating. Follow, subscribe, and head on over to GoLeadEverything.com to learn more about the Go Lead Everything movement. For more great content daily, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at RealPhilSwanson, Facebook and LinkedIn at Philip Swanson. 
And for videos of these episodes and other great video content daily, subscribe to the Phil Swanson channel on YouTube. Now go lead everything.